Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Weaver Dice Vegas. This episode begins what I think is going to be a mini-arc of a few episodes, and we really had a lot of fun with this one. If you tweet about Weaver Dice Vegas with hashtag We've Got Dice, no punctuation, we'll work your name or Twitter handle into the show. Let's go see how the gang are getting along. Last time on Weaver Dice Vegas. <laughs> Behold, the Weaver. Only 128 characters, uh, but the inter- interface is very intuitive. There ain't no sense in, in both of us getting knocked off. If that ever happens again, Rusty, you know I'm there for you, buddy. The dealer puts down a ace. Hit me. Ten. Wait. Sorry. Wait. If brains were leather, that boy wouldn't have enough to saddle a June bug. <laughs> uh, he's just, you know, a little slow. That's, no, I, I, I am familiar with slow. I'm fixer. I, I put things back the way they were. Their brains are like Swiss cheese. What you're seeing is a scene from the night of your trigger event. Somebody is holding the bottles of vodka that you and your friends later drank out of. It's Jonathan. There's a fire up there. Quick, get down. Now would be a really good time to use your fucking superpower, buddy. Oh, fuck, I forgot my dude. <laughs> So your mission to investigate the Loose Cannons headquarters was last night, and right now it's about 10 a.m. of the following day, and we join Chad first. Uh, Chad, last night you had another one of those really vivid dreams. Uh, This time you were exploring a cave with your brother, and your brother is a fearless and bold kid, a natural leader, but you can't help but feel like you're the responsible one as he ventures deeper and deeper into the cave and it grows darker and darker, and suddenly you're afraid. But before you can open your mouth to express your fear, you feel his hand grasp yours reassuringly, and you meet his eyes in the darkness, and then you feel brave again, and and then you wake up. Well, that's just uh, unsettling in a deeply metaphorical way. Yeah, I wonder what that means. So, so Chad, uh, (laughs) you had $4,200 at the at the uh, start of last episode, you spent $3,500 on equipment and then you lost $500 in a game of pool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you were thinking there. Um, Well, so so you're down to $200 uh, and the gang doesn't exactly pay daily. So you don't have any income um, and you don't really have time right now to work on gear anyway. But if you're thinking about money, Um, you you essentially have two choices. You can ask Snake Eyes for an advance or some kind of in-kind payment uh, since you've seen that the gang supports at least one other tinker, or you can call your dad. Um, So what Uh, are you you thinking you're going to do with your time right now? I think think I'm going to just pass. Pass on both those options, $200. I can can stretch that. Yeah, Yeah, ramen noodles. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to get into debt with the mob, is what you're saying? Yeah, that's a that's a good good idea. Okay, good, good life rule. All right. Um, 
in, in that case, I mean, there's not not much time has passed, uh, so so we're gonna move on to uh, to Rusty and uh, Rusty. You are uh, you're hanging out before we we discuss what I'm doing. Can I get an update? I was just listening to the last episode, and I remember that Paragon left our bar kind of like confused and and walking across the street. And can uh-huh. I just get an update on on whether there was anything in the news about another bar being trashed on that day, just for my amusement? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a uh, as you're as you're playing pool um, on on the on the um, on the TV behind you. You know the, the same TV that you that you saw the other news broadcast uh-huh. on. You you hear an yeah. announcement. Um, um, uh, surprising news today: local hero Paragon made a fool of himself by entering uh, the uh, the the Dixie uh, uh, rattlesnake, and <laughs> and standing confusedly for several minutes, forcing patrons to uh, become worried and, and call the uh, call the authorities. Um, we we don't know what's going on with this hero, and uh, he's been in the tabloids uh, for for the last news cycle. Uh, back to you, uh, Samantha. Um, I, I um, chuckle. So, a lot of memories so on that television. A lot of memories. Bill- <laughs> Billy's over in the corner, just like dabbing the <laughs> shit out of everything. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Billy is Billy is in the room actually. Um, and and Rusty, you're playing pool with with Skip. Are you playing pool with Billy too, or is is uh, is Billy just kind of yeah. doing his own thing? Sure. No, Billy's no, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Nah. Is, no, is Billy hanging play. out nearby? I mean, is he part of this conversation that's about to be happening? Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's nearby. Okay. Billy doesn't like pool. Billy lost a pool. He's done with it. Yeah, it's that's understandable. Um, yeah. So, so Skip though, he he's playing. You know, he's playing pool. He's he's not really focused on the game though. He seems really preoccupied. Um, maybe even enough that that you would notice Billy. Um, but he's not he's not a man to speak about his feelings. So uh, he just kind of continues to play, looking very very distracted. Okay. I um. You know, line up my shot. Uh, don't make eye contact or anything, because that would make everyone uncomfortable to have eye contact during a conversation. Um, so I uh, and say, "What? Well, what's on your mind, Skip?" Well, Rusty, I reckon I need some advice. Snake Eyes told me, and, and he glances at Billy as if he's not sure if he's supposed to share this, but he just kind of plunges ahead. Well, he he offered me powers. Told me it was my decision, but if I said yes, I could drink something and walk away a parahuman. I gotta admit, Rusty, in this line of work, it's hard to say no. You're more on the inner circle than me, that's for sure. How, how does this work? Well, Skip, I ain't too sure myself. Uh, I know a pit boss on occasion would uh, offer powers to people, and he'd take him aside and they disappear for for a few days and well sometimes they came back and the other rest of the times uh, no one ever saw them again you're saying that sometimes they just didn't come back at all well the way i figure it skip it's a rather risky operation but hmm. uh you thinking of going through with it i don't know what do you think rusty uh... A man tussling with capes? It's a golden miracle I survived this long. And there have been close calls, I don't have to tell you that. I'd be dead ten times over without without parahuman help. 
I, I feel like this way I can start pulling my weight in this outfit. <laughs> maybe make a name for myself, make some real money maybe. Well, you know how it is. Powers ain't the be-all end-all of getting things done. If you uh, smell what I'm stepping in. Um, and they aren't without their downsides. You don't like your powers much, do you, Rusty? Well, no, I don't. And you know all about why that is. We've all got skeletons in our closet, or uh, in my case, a storage container buried in the backyard. Well, that was an accident, Rusty. It wouldn't happen again. You can control it now. You should use your powers more. You'd be amazing. Well, no, Skip, I can't control it. Not really. And there's another thing. Uh, something that uh, I ain't never mentioned before, because frankly, I don't like to acknowledge it's there. But it is, and you should know about it. And, uh, well, Billy, you should know about it, too. Oh, well, uh, uh. There's a... <laughs> There's a, a dark presence that comes with having powers. It's uh, in your head, in my head anyway, telling me things I ought to do. And most of those things probably aren't too good. I know Pit Boss has talked to me about it before, too. But it's been there ever since I triggered. And the more time passes, the, the more I use my power, the louder it gets. And uh, to be honest, sometimes I think maybe I don't know what's wrong from right anymore. Man, that's just your conscience talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe the more devilish half of the conscience, Billy. Uh, but uh, I suppose the psychological sciences aren't really my area of expertise. So I, I think I think actually at this point. Um, Metric arrives, having received a, a, a summons. Um, all right, what's what's what I miss? What I miss, guys? What's what's going I bet, on? I bet this nerd knows all about consciences. <laughs> what's what's a, what's a conscience? <laughs> it's the thing in your head that tells you right from wrong. Oh, Jesus, Just, what's what's going on, Rusty? What's what's up? What's, how's how's life? You look you look kind of somber. Oh, we're just shooting the shit as oh. it is. All right. Anybody got a PBR for me? <laughs> I, I, I look around. Who's Me- fucking drinking? Metric, metric. Do you do you like having powers? That's a loaded question, ain't it? Uh, well, <laughs> seems like it should be kind of obvious, but I'm getting the sense it's not. I I think I I think powers are uh, double edged in most ways. Kind of started all of the worst parts of my life if you kind of go back and think about it so at, at this point skip looks like extremely bothered and conflicted even more so than when he than when he was just uh, looking distracted before let me make this easier on you buddy powers are awesome <laughs> <laughs> not the best endorsement <laughs> well look here skip uh, in the end uh I'm okay with whatever it is you decide to do, so long as you know what you're getting yourself into. Personally, I like you as you are. Not having powers as a crutch is what makes you stronger. Wait, are, are we? Are we? Someone? Someone's offering powers to skip? That, that's a thing that can happen. Well, I, uh, I'm 
Um, as far as I understand it, yeah, yes, it is metric. Is, isn't that kind of a really big deal? Well, uh, I guess metric. I never really thought twice about it. Metric, you really need to catch up in the conversation. So slow. <laughs> Skip, stru- Skip shrugs and he's like, how's that any weirder than all the shit you guys are doing and all day long? Well, it, it's, it fundamentally changes the equilibrium of everything if, if someone just has powers that they can hand out willy-nilly. That's <sighs> kind of dangerous and destabilizing when you think about it for more than four seconds. Well, when you... Th- think about it further though it would appear that someone must have given us powers in one way or another well yes but it was seemed to be completely random and more or less associated with a horribly traumatic event not just selling it to Mm. someone that wants it in fact that seems to just concentrate the powers amongst the people that can afford to get the powers well well he's not selling it to me he's giving it to me and he's, he's giving it that should and that I, should trip some alarms. Not to I ain't, look. <laughs> I suppose this is as much of a devil's bargain as whatever you fellas got yourselves into, and that's what I'm taking away from this here discussion. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I think your life would be better served by never listening to Billy. I, I think I'm gonna go off and have a, a think about this. Um, you do, thanks, that, fellas. Skip. You let me know what you, you decide. Are, you're welcome. Um, hey, metric. Y- yes, Billy. Do me a favor. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's never gonna happen, Billy. <laughs> Are my, where are my guys? Have they come back yet? How, this is the um, next day, right? Presumably yeah, yeah. They're, they're back. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they were just like playing pool really incompetently at the next table over. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, in, in, in fact, uh, um, uh, I think Justin, now, that, that, that pool cue you're using, it's Kind of broken half there, bud. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, gives me more control. Right on. It's it's shorter, and so how I. Come, how come Skip gets power offerings and my friends nothing? Billy, do you really need to ask that question? Yes, that's why I asked it. <laughs> All right, no, I'll I'll let you have this one, Rusty. Well, I'm not really the guy who makes the. She calls the shots around here. Um, so before before Billy can ask any more any more questions, um, Fixer kind of <laughs> comes out of the the back area, um, wiping grease off her hands and some you know normal tinkerish behaviors, and and says, uh, uh, "Hey Billy, uh, got your costume ready? Why don't you head back and we'll look it over together?" Oh yeah, just you, Billy, um, and. And she, uh, so, so you head back with her, I guess. Yeah. So you go back to a small room that, that is her workshop and she sits on a stool and she scrutinizes you and absently flicks ash off the end of her cigarette. And, uh, you can see actually that your costume is, is kind of laid out on the, on the, um, on the table, on the workbench next to her, as you described, but she's not really paying attention to it. Instead, she looks at you and she says, I've been looking over my data and I'm getting a sense of what happened to those boys. And I thought you should know that. Even though the damage is pretty bad, they can still recover. Now, anyway. If you keep doing that to them much longer, though, that won't be the case anymore. Past a certain level of abuse, the brain won't function, won't be able to route around the blank spots. She takes another drag and says, It's your business, bucko. I'm not going to stop you. just wanted you to be aware of the situation you're heading into. Anyway, there's your costume. And she just, you know, 
carelessly gestures toward the uh, the costume. Okay. Um, Billy kind of just goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> nice. And then um, okay, so I'm I guess I'm gonna put on my costume. Yeah, there, there's like a you know like a, a bathroom kind of nearby, so you, it, you change uh, into that. What so does it look like? You can you, you can change into it, and then you should go show it to your to your uh, to your to your friends. I think. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Okay. So I've changed it to it, and I'm walking back into the bar, and I'm like. Check out this, motherfuckers. And, okay, so here's my costume. I'm wearing my leather jacket, except it's been reinforced, right? Right, Matt? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. light armor? Yeah. I don't know how that works. It's got but... light armor. It's got enough armor in it to give you, like, an extra wound slot. Yeah. And it's been, um, it's been dyed. It's a, it's a hazily dark brownish color. <laughs> um, and where the, the school... Yeah, beige. There you go. Uh, where the school name would go, it says BF on it. And um, on the sides, on the, the shoulder pad area, um, where it would be like the, the image of the school, it's now a picture of, it's a, it's a fog, it's a cloud. It's a cloud. That's what it is. It's definitely a cloud. Okay. And then on the back, it says brain fog written in like where the last name on the letter jacket would go and i've got i've got a, a simple eye mask and he's just wearing like jeans and a, a black t-shirt underneath um that's my costume okay i i think um like before they saw the back with with the name on it uh justin was like all right great costume party pooper um, what what and, the fuck and eric goes yeah now that you got a costume we can tell people we work for party pooper you sons of bitches i immediately go uh fog form and <laughs> despite having just been told uh, okay yeah, yes yeah, yeah. exactly um they, they kind of freeze and just like are like oh okay oh and then i and then i come back and i go hey eric what's my costume's name or what's my cape name uh, I, I don't know. What is it? What is it? It's brain fog, motherfucker. Brain fog. Oh, you've got a costume now. We can tell people we work for bra- brain fog. Brain fog, everyone. What happened to his voice? <laughs> I don't know. I think you d- broke his brain. <laughs> huh. Well. Uh, Wait, was that? That was Eric. Sorry. <laughs> welcome. Uh, welcome to the world, brain fog. Yeah. Well, Welcome. Brain fog. <laughs> yeah, that's my name. Right, Justin and Eric? Oh, yeah, I don't... Uh, Yeah, all right. All right, Billy. I'm brain fog, yeah. Right, Rusty? That's my name, right? And I go... Uh, I go smoke for a sec. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure is. Metric? What, whatever, whatever, Billy. Okay, I go back human form. Okay, that's um, right. So it's my so, favorite letter jacket. I'll kid it out. So, so Ready to fuck some brains. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're all you're all together in your in your costumes uh, to the extent that Rusty has a costume. Um, and uh, before before too much longer, there's a there's a flash of blue light, um, which. Uh, uh, brain fog and metric are, are unfamiliar with, uh, and and suddenly uh, Lightfinger is in the room, uh, and he's not 
wearing the cast that he had on last night, you notice. Um, roll to see if you know anything else. If, if you notice anything else, you do. Uh, wits. Three. I think I also got three. Yeah, you don't notice anything else. Um, and and Lightfinger says, uh, Hey, guys. Boss needs you up in the cells. All three of you. And then... Uh, he's kinda... Where? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take you there. I'm familiar. So he sees that you've uh, accepted, and he, he disappears in another blue flash. Well, uh, let's make our way to the cells. Now, you might be in for a bit of a surprise, finding a whole dungeon situation here in the middle of a billiards hall. Um, but that's where we put the de- the debtors. Never quite understood <laughs> why, though. You, you know, you have- it seems like if we lock them up, they ain't going to pay us back. You have a literal debtor's prison in, in the basement of the bar. We sure do. We like to keep things old-fashioned. Well, right. if you'll follow me. Um, so you'll, unless there are any further questions for Rusty, uh, you'll head up um, to, to Snake Eye's office, which is where Rusty's leading you. And then he leads you through a door at the back of the office that you've, you've probably all noticed before because it's just a plain door, but you probably never made much of it. And you follow him through a hallway that's in the same luxurious style as the office was. Doors set along the walls at regular intervals. And finally, uh, Rusty stops at a particular door and he opens it. And beyond that door is a very different kind of room. It's clearly a prison in in gray concrete and steel bars. The the cells are, are bars on the front and both sides. So you can see every prisoner in the room from where you're standing at the doorway. Um, there's no obstruction. And there are people in each of the cells, almost all men, mostly with scraggly beards and filthy rags. Uh, none of them react when you come in, though. Um, and those that are vertical seem to be swaying in place with their eyes unfocused. And the next thing you notice is Snake Eyes is actually in the room, standing only a few paces from the door, and his back is to you and facing the prisoners. And he doesn't seem to hear the door open. Um, roll I, to see uh, oh, what okay. you can figure out. Okay. Five. Uh, five also. Uh, one. Okay. <laughs> um, Billy doesn't notice anything happening at all. Um, the other two uh, realize that Snake Eyes is using his stunning presence on the people in the room, which you felt... The other day, um, but it now occurs to you that he's not just—it's it, not just a stunning presence. The reason it overwhelms the mind and results in a mental and physical torpor is that he's borrowing the thinking capacity of his victims. And as you observe the scene, you realize that he's using all these prisoners for processing power. I um, <clears throat> am internally disturbed, uh, but I—I I kind of like open the door again and like knock on the outside okay. and then wait like a couple seconds and then close it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Snake, Mr. Snake Eyes, sir, we're here to, uh, to report. He, he, he starts at the sound of your voice and, and turns quickly, um, seeming very irritated and a little, somewhat uncertain whether you saw what he was doing. Uh, and, and he snaps, I suppose none of you has heard of knocking. Uh, oh, Actually, I, I did, did summon you. Does that matter? I suppose. Doesn't matter. Um, uh, what can we do for you? Um. Well, I uh, 
I need your help with the prisoner, frankly. Uh, first, though, I wanted to get some business out of the way. Uh, metric, I made you some promises. You did? I, you I, did. And, and I believe it's time for me to start delivering on those promises. I, I want to keep you around. I, I, I plan to make good use of your skills. But for now, I need to, I need to earn your trust. So join me over here and um, in the cell... Uh, like practically like immediately to his left is a man who looks a bit to be in a bit better shape than the rest. Like he hasn't been there as long His beard growth is only at a couple weeks length and his outfit, formerly a nice shirt and sport coat with suede elbow patches is less <laughs> thoroughly ragged. Professor. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and he wears a pair of wireframe glasses that are quite smudged. Um, metric meet Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith is a professor of financial engineering at Cornell, and he's currently on sabbatical, spending some time with us to pay off his debts. He's here willingly. Isn't that right, Professor? Um, and Smith says, uh, of course, very much enjoying my time at this uh, resort. Glad to hear it. While I do enjoy our little chats, Dr. Smith, today I need you to be of assistance to my colleague Metric here. Metric please consider Dr. Smith to be entirely at your disposal. And uh, Smith pushes his glasses up his nose, catching the implied threat there, and says, uh, uh, Pleased to meet you. Uh, metric, is it? Uh, what can I do for you? Ah, uh, right. Cornell. <laughs> uh, right, so I, I had this idea, Doc. So, so it was my third summer, warming coffee with my residual body heat at Goldman Sachs, and, and I was in the elevator, right? And this, this one trader was telling this joke about how one client was selling these widgets that, like, like spun really fast if you held them just right, but but they cost like a dollar in materials and assembly, and they were selling them for like fifty cents. So so they were losing money on every sale, and and the trader was trying to explain to this client that this is why they were hemorrhaging money, but the client was like, "That's okay, we'll just need more volume." And and I kind of snorted <laughs> a laugh, and and I, I missed missed my floor, so I was stuck in the elevator for like fifty eight more floors. But on the way down, I was like, "Wait a second, what what is like what is the point of the financial industry? What what does it do?" And he he looks at you as if you're speaking some kind of bizarre heresy, but. Um, glances at snake eyes and then you know, like sort of beckons for you to continue. Right, securitization. So, so you take a bunch of loans, you go into these garbage widget companies that are like obviously going to fail in six months. You you lump them into one big asset bundle and you get a credit rating agency to say that it isn't garbage because they all work for you. And then and then you sell the whole bundle of loan agreements. And because people might be worried the loans are garbage, you can even sell insurance for the garbage loan bundles. And because the insurance is obviously garbage, you can bundle together your insurance policies for all these garbage loan bundles into a new garbage insurance bundle of garbage loans and sell that to people. And and because like the objective risk profile of these recursively nested garbage asset bundles are like completely impenetrable to mortal humans you can sell all this stuff really fast with no oversight and make a ton of money so so after the trader kicked me out of his office i sat down and i was like you know you know maybe this won't work because there's like not really a boom of garbage widget companies what's what's something else that like almost necessarily have to get a loan for at some point because it consumes a tremendous amount of capital but but that but like everyone ends up getting it because it's a stepping stone to self-actualizing what people convince themselves is the standard path of the american dream uh, jesus fucking christ <laughs> Uh, a home? <laughs> no, college education. This whole scheme could probably be used to obliterate the student loans market. So, so step one, I go to Harvard and get a financial engineering degree because that's the only place that guarantees you entry into the curiarchy, and then I burn it all down. Figure I have about three years to pull this off before anyone catches on. The, the, the wheels in Dr. Smith's head are, are turning, and he says, so, so your plan is to destroy the financial system so that you can... My God, parahumans are monsters. 
Not 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 um, destroy the whole. It's just just the student loans market. It's a very small market all told. No, no, you you don't understand. This will have far-reaching ramifications. There will be there will be a cascade of collapses. Well, okay, you, you don't you don't need to. Worry. I just I just want to get into Harvard. Can you can you get me into Harvard? He pushes his glasses up, up his nose again. Um, now that you've appealed to his uh, his ego, he's completely calm again. <laughs> Oh, well, well, young man, uh, are you aware that Cornell is uh, actually the top-rated financial engineering school in the country? That's literally worthless to me. Harvard is the only <laughs> way to actually perform this plan. You don't understand. He uh, seems extremely irritated. Now, okay, I, I have some connections at Harvard. I'm not exactly uh, in a place right now in my life uh, where I can uh, lean on those. Um, and Snake Eyes, like, sort of folds his arms but but uh, as soon as i'm as soon as i'm out of here i can uh i'll start throwing my weight around on your behalf that's that's a that's a promise excellent all right snake eyes let, let this guy I, let's do this let's, let's get this going um. <laughs> but while you're spewing all this financial stuff um i turn to billy and go um now see this is all bullshit what you want to do right is you want to get Get, buy gold bars and you bury them in the backyard in a storage container. That's the only sensible um, thing to do. Billy's playing Snake on his phone. He's not been <laughs> listening to anything. Yeah, gold. Sure. Wait, he doesn't Shiny. have a smartphone. This is 2006. No, phone, phones had Snake on them back then. They had it's Snake. snake oh, mine didn't have Snake. <laughs> of course not. None of my phones have ever had Snake. Do boopers come with Snake? Oh, that, that's, or, in, or that's in version 1.4. I see. Okay. okay. Um, right. Sorry. Continue. Okay. So, uh, so, so now Snake Eyes, uh, he sees that kind of the the transaction has been completed. Um, satisfied, Metric. Uh, very, very much. Assuming he delivers. Yes. Well, I will make sure that he does. Um, now, uh, if you'll all join me, I I would ask that you give me a hand with the prisoner. Um, and he leads you down the row of cells to the last one on the end. Um, and and he says, Rapture spent some time with her. Either she's unbelievably ignorant, or she's unbelievably good at keeping her mouth shut. And I want the three of you to find out which it is. My main concern is finding out how Polk knew about the briefcases, how he has insight into our operations. My secondary concern is understanding the resources the loose cannons have to work with. Um, and you see in the cell... Grail is chained against the back wall of the cell, her wrists in manacles, and she's sagging, sitting up against the wall, clearly mentally and physically drained. Um, her red face mask has been replaced with a simpler ski mask with large holes for the eyes and mouth so that you can read her emotions. And um, now that you can see more of her face, you also notice that the burn scar that creeps up her neck also takes up about, you know, most of her mouth and, and one corner of one eye. Uh, and you also notice, of course, a number of other injuries most of which uh, were incurred when she was uh, being dragged across the street during her capture. Um, and specifically one really bad, like untended set of gashes and scrapes on her right leg where it looks like she was dragged through some broken glass. Um, and monster uh, and- has done this. <laughs> I feel morally great about this. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, metric, um, you might want to wait outside. Why? Why? Oh, just I don't think this is gonna be your thing. I mean, I well, <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm I, gonna uh, stay here. <laughs> just, so, just so we're clear, this is this is definitely my thing. 
All right. Well, look, let me just emphasize that sometimes it's a little bit of politeness and courtesy can go a long way in these sorts of negotiations. I mean, of, of course, it seems obviously wrong that we beat her up to try and get information out of her. That never works. This is definitely not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you, you guys just follow my lead and we'll be fine. All right. We're on the same page. I uh, walk in, pull up a, pull up a stool. Um, and she, she's eyeing everyone warily. I uh, have a seat on the stool, open up my um, inside duster pocket, pull out my carton of cigarettes, slowly take one out. I'm not saying anything because I'm letting the tension build. Um, this is an art. And, uh, and I, I give my cigarette lighter a few flicks, which can be heard in the, in the deafening silence. Um, and then I, uh, give my cigarette a few puffs. Um, and then I, uh, I say, well, I do apologize for the rough treatment that you have received here, but now it is your lucky day. You get the opportunity to converse, uh, with, uh, myself instead of my talented, but less merrily colleague rapture who can come off a bit socially awkward at times yes well uh i uh i appreciate the opportunity she's like her eyes are flicking between you like she um she's she's not sure what to make of the situation exactly um now allow me to i'm sure you've uh heard of heard of myself my name is is rusty rusty greer uh, these are my associates, uh, Brain Fog, I say, with like a little bit of emphasis and like a wink, yeah. uh, and Metric. I tip my head. <clears throat> Can I offer you a cigarette, Grail? No. Yeah. Those will kill you, you know. <laughs> well, I hope it's the cigarettes that kill me, Grail. I'd consider myself a lucky man. Oh, I, I notice the... Uh, gash on her leg um well that looks like uh you've got quite a leg wound there these apologize for my compatriots here we uh, aren't always sensitive to such things ain't nobody taking care of that for you yet she's still trying to be like tough and, and quippy and she says uh somehow it got overlooked i suppose hmm well i suppose it must have you know what my power is, Grail? No, I I just moved here. I don't know anyone. I don't even know your cape name. I, I don't know anything. I that's what I told the others. I um look kind of disappointed that she doesn't know my cape name or my name. Especially since I just told what is, her. What is your cape name? <laughs> <laughs> don't have one. Well it's like, I feel like it's I feel like we're tax. pumping this person for information and I don't know the This is all the setup either. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, the truth is, young Grail, there are few people who do know what my power is. Uh, and it ain't because I'm particularly trying to keep it a secret. It's just that well sometimes it gets away from me a little bit. But uh well you're about to be one of the lucky few. I um, I take out a, I reach into my duster, um, 
coat pocket and take out a small vial of kind of clear, hazy liquid. Um, unscrew the top and, and take a swig. Um, and then I make this kind of disgusted, puckered face and gag. <coughs> She kind of shrinks back away from you. I uh, reach out and grab her leg um, suddenly. Okay. She um, she pulls away reflexively. Um, but I hold tight. Okay. And my eyes become a bit less mannerly. But then mm-hmm. her from her leg wound, a... Um, these fuzzy green spores begin to sprout. Um, and she can Holy feel shit. like all of these little tendrils, like little worms crawling around inside of her leg. And um, everyone else can like visibly see the green spores kind of like moving on top. She's starting to like hyperventilate a bit and, and pull away in kind of jerky motions. Um, well, now you just calm down there, Grail. This here is a type of a mold. So uh, I'm to understand. Don't know too much about how molds work. I didn't graduate from high school myself. Did you graduate from high school, Grail? Uh, yes, of course I did. Well, <clears throat> from what I understand, the molds have all sorts of useful properties to them and some of them kill bacteria and and the like, and uh, you can even make cheese with it. Um, I kind of vomit a little, but people <laughs> just kind of hear that, but they don't see anything. But uh, there is one particular mold that I remember hearing about in biology class that always stuck with me, and it's this little type of mold that somehow works its way into the uh, innards of, of ants and creeps up to their brainstem. Uh, then it takes control of their body somehow. It hijacks their brain, and it makes them walk up to the the nearest stem of grass and go all the way to the tippy-top, and then it bursts out of their skull and spreads the spores all over the world to reproduce. Rusty, I thought we were, uh, we were not trying to scare the, the girl here. Shut up, nerd. This is awesome. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of like these little spores here, actually. And then she feels um, the worms like suddenly shoot up like a few inches up her leg, like toward her brain. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know anything. I told you. I told them. I don't know anything. Now, what we'd really like to know is how did Poke know about our little transport operation? I, I don't know. I don't know. God, make it stop. Poke never tells us anything. He always just stays up on the third floor in his, his little dimension. We even bring him food up there. I, I don't know anything about his plans, honest. The mold stops for a second. <clears throat> well, very good, Grail. That's, uh, this is how we have a conversation with each other. <clears throat> and uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about uh, the your teammates that... We encountered the other night and were none too mannerly. Uh, one of them, uh, in fact, uh, damaged my car and did not leave their insurance information, which uh, distressed me greatly. I, Perhaps I, if you tell me their names, I can uh, be reimbursed for my damages. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, at, at this point, I'm going to make all three of you roll. And, and the way I've done this is I'm going to sum up your your roles to determine how much information you ultimately get out of her. Okay. I got a three. Uh, one. I also got a three. Good job, guys. Way to go. That's horrible. Okay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> um, uh, all right. Um, so, so you asked... Uh, um, about the uh, attackers, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know them. I don't know what, what you're even talking about. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> they're, they're not in our gang. I don't. I not that I know of anyway. We've got, we we've got, we've got, uh, we've got Fugazi. You know, and and um, Mook. I, don't do this. Fugazi won't let you get away with this. If anything happens to me, I swear to God. Oh. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> don't believe I've had the pleasure of, uh, of meeting this Fugazi or this Mook, or, or perhaps I have. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit about him. Uh, Fugazi, he's, he's the smartest tinker there is, and he's brave, and he's kind, and he makes robots, deadly robots. You don't want to cross him. I'm, I'm likely. <laughs> well, he sounds like a swell fellow indeed. I'll be sure not to uh, cross old Fergazi. Um, I'm sensing a little bit of sweetness in your voice. Is there a, is a boyfriend of yours? The mold shoots up a little bit more. She, she, despite the fact that she like flinches away from that, she she clams up and won't say anything else. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that's just about as good as any response. Um. Ain't Cape Love just the cutest thing you ever did see? Brings a tear to my eye. Well, um... Rusty, yeah, Rusty, yeah. I, could, I could fog her. I could fog her. Well, uh... <clears throat> I turn back to Grail and excuse me for a moment. Uh... <laughs> 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 what, what exactly did you have in mind, uh, Brain Fog? I was thinking, what if we, like told her that she already gave us all the information and then she thinks she did it already and maybe would give it again oh well that's actually a pretty darn good plan there brain fog i'm very yeah. impressed <laughs> that <Thanks. Thanks. laughs> why don't you uh carry out this whole thing uh grail don't you worry uh, i'm told this is mostly painless and with very little <laughs> long-term side effects <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck her up. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Roll for me. <laughs> Six. Okay. Um, um, actually, no, because I get minus because I'm trying to do a lot of stuff. So it's actually a four. Okay. Um, you're trying to I'm do doing a... minus two. Oh, okay. So you're taking the okay. So yeah. you can explain however much of that you want, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, like my my base role is like if I'm just doing something very simple, like if I'm editing something very small, like uh, a color or a direction, something went or something like that. Um, I could do a minus one modifier to like completely erase an entire minute and I can do a minus two modifier to try to edit out like a five minute chunk of time. Okay. So that's what I was going for. Cool. Okay. So I'm basically telling her that over the last five minutes, she has basically spilled everything to us. Um, she's told us all the stuff we wanted to know, everything about the loose cannons and all that stuff. Okay. 
Um, I think probably one of the two of you is going to have to succeed at a social role because like you, because you can't actually edit the memory to contain the things that she said because you don't know them. Um, you just kind of give her like an impression that she mu- that, that that's what she was saying, even though if she were actually to think about it, it would just be confusing. So both of you okay. roll social. I got a five. Okay, that's good enough. Oh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, and she didn't roll very well. Mm. So you you uh so so now now you're gonna have to to yeah, verbally I'll, verbally I'll play s- this out. I'll say something like um <clears throat> uh well um we're very pleased that you've told us exactly where to find your boyfriend and exactly uh what uh kinds of things he builds um so she's she's just very like disoriented and and then like sags even more as as she kind of like realizes what she's done and and looks completely heartbroken um Hmm. and says yeah yeah i it's not a lot of hope for me is there well this is breaking my heart a little bit (laughs) (laughs) Um, well don't you don't you worry there grail uh as long as your uh, leader, Poke, which you've told me is a very reasonable gentleman, um, goes, uh, goes along with, uh, surrenders himself to us, then there's nothing for you to worry about, and you'll she, soon be back together with your beloved. She snorts and shakes her head and says, <laughs> Poke, he doesn't give a shit about me. The only one who cares about me is Fugazi, and it's not like he can go off on his own. Mook's a good enough guy, but his only talent is the ability to get out of situations that nobody else could get out of, which isn't going to help me. Vector is just a mercenary, not not committed. He won't he won't go out on a limb to save me. And <laughs> Cannon, he he barely leaves the place. Well, yeah, you definitely told us all this already. <laughs> well, Grail. Um, there's a, a kindness in my voice, and the the mold recedes, um, or at least it it the the wiggling toward her brain stops, and the and she can feel the wound in her leg like stitching back together soothingly. Um, if you don't mind me asking, why did you join the loose cannons? Sounds like uh, they ain't treated you too well. Poke offered me something that I wanted, and he made a good case that he could provide it. No one else was offering it, and there was no other way I could get it. That sounds familiar. Was that offer uh, in the form of powers, Grail? <laughs> she she just looks a bit confused. No. Closer to revenge, I think you would say. Well, revenge on who? She looks like very dark at this. Ex-boyfriend. Well, mm, mm. Is he the one who gave you that burn scar there? She, she just looks at you with, like, like hatred and, and anger, which is basically a confirmation. Um, well, Grail, uh, sounds like you ain't been treated too well in the past, but uh, despite some of your introductions here, let me tell you that uh, we're all a family. Ain't that right, uh, brain fog and metric? Yeah. Yeah, Dad. Sure. 
Now, you have to understand that we came down hard on you because, well, you went against us and we're the rule of law in this city, but Snake Eyes isn't too, uh, isn't so unreasonable not as to not, uh, welcome, uh, those who have gone astray back into the flock, so to speak. I, perhaps you'd like to consider yourself and, uh, your beloved Fugazi, uh, quitting your current employ with Poke, who seems not to care too much about you and makes you glorified food servants, uh, and join our esteemed establishment here. Well, you will be given a stipend, and uh, you can play as much billiards as you like down in the front room. All right, let's let's roll social and see if this got any headway. Uh, two. Um, she she just like, you know, kind of closes up and and uh, says, uh, "No, thank you. I would rather die than betray Fugazi, and he's not going to betray Poke." And that's just all there is to it. Well, I am sorry to hear that. Fungus her. <laughs> I do hope things work out for you, Grail, but if I were you, I'd uh, pray to whatever higher power you believe in. Gentlemen, shall we... Uh, exit stage left yeah, so to speak I, i've had uh, more more than enough of this for uh, this year <laughs> he told you to leave dude. Jesus. <laughs> um um snake eyes is is like at the far end of the room and he's doing his thing on like half of the room because he can't actually he's not he's not facing you he's facing away from you um <clears throat> and and as you approach he he turns uh, anything useful well, I think we uh, got a little bit of information about the the makings up and the social dynamics of the gang. Seems to me that the this poke uh, stays in his little pocket dimension on the third floor pretty much 24-7. even gets him to bring his food up there for him. So as far as retrieving the briefcases out of him, I think a direct approach is going to be a no-go. Uh, there's a few members of the, of the other, of the group that we've identified, um, one by the name of Fergazi, or Benghazi, or something like that, um, who's, uh, a tinker, some sort, um, we've got, uh, Mook, who I believe we, uh, may have had a tussle with the other night, um, gentleman by the name of Cannon, uh, and of course the, our mercenary friend Vector, who, uh, as of yesterday evening, I'm guessing is no longer our friend. Hmm. Cannon and Fugazi, was it? For, 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 Fugazi? Well, we'll, we'll look them up and see if we have any information on them. Um, good to know what we're getting into. We hadn't got that information out of her before, so she wasn't as thoroughly useless as she appeared to be at first. Hmm. <clears throat> Well, sometimes you just gotta ask politely, and uh, sometimes you have to use a brain-altering fog to your favorite, <laughs> and a mind-controlling mold. But such things aren't so strange in this world that we live in. This is true. This is true. 
Um, Tex, uh, I would like a word alone. Uh, Billy and Metric, could you give us a moment? Sure. Sure. And I walk out backwards saying, I can't believe you fuck with brains too, bro. <laughs> We're brain buddies. <laughs> I, um, uh, no. Okay. After sort of an uncomfortably long silence, he says, uh, Tex, as you know, my role has always been that of a problem solver. Give me the parameters and I can find the solution. This situation, I find that I lack the parameters. There are too many variables I can't control for. And furthermore, I lack... And, and, and he looks at you with kind of a hard look. Experience at street level, shall we say. Well, Mr. Snake Eyes, I know you don't need my advice, but... I can provide a certain uh, lowly perspective. Um, and I knew Pit Boss pretty well. Perhaps I could tell you what he might have done in this situation. And at, at first, Snake Eyes shrugs, and he, he's like, in the time I was with Pit Boss, he never had to use violence. His His abilities simply enabled him to get around that sort of thing. But I, uh, if you have any insight into what Pit Boss did in the old days, perhaps before he had enough power to ensure the outcome he wanted without violence, then yes, that's exactly the sort of insight that I would find useful at this moment. Um, I look around the room, um, kind of like cautiously, um, and then I, uh, I suggest, um, well, why don't we, uh, Go on a little road trip away from the the prying eyes and ears of of city of the city um, to uh, somewhere where we can talk in relative peace. He he thinks this over and like clearly thinking through a lot of complex things, and you can actually see him glancing back toward you know the the, the back room where the prisoners are, um, being aware that he's going to be separated them from a long time if he goes on a road trip. Um, but, but then eventually he, he seems to realize that he needs this, this information because he's not making any progress. And yes, a road trip. That certainly sounds like a change of pace. And perhaps that's what I need. Let's, let's get out of here. Tex. Um, I, uh, go out to my sky blue pickup with the non sky blue driver's side door. Okay. Um, but I, I open the passenger side for snake eyes and um, like empty cigarette cases and uh, whiskey bottles and stuff fall fall out onto the pavement as they yeah. do. He he eyes that in the interior of the car with mild distaste, but clearly gets over it and and just uh, climbs into the passenger seat. Um, I uh, whistle or skip to jump in the uh, the back bed. Dog, you mean? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dog. Uh, I whistle for dog to get in the back bed. Okay. Um, and then uh, I, I get in the driver's seat, and I drive out of the city um, and into the desert a ways. Okay. Um, um, and when we're out of the city, I um, start offering my advice. All right, so it's about an hour later, and the three of you have 
driven together. Um, I think you all probably decided to take metric sedan just because there's going to be a lot of driving today. Uh, is, is that a, is that a is, do you agree with that? Yeah, sure. Um, I call shotgun. <laughs> The, the car I picked might oh, actually man. be a two seater, but we can we can fix that in post. <laughs> is um, are are you gonna try to bring uh, the henchman with you? If we have room for him, yeah, fuck yeah. And yeah, okay. my meat shields. You okay. all have to squeeze into the back, I guess. If it's a yeah, yeah, sedan. Okay. Um, um. Okay, so um, you are the 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 first the, the errand that you're on right now. Um, is the first in a series of three errands that you're going to have to accomplish today. And, um, and, and this one is among the more open-ended of them. Uh, you're, you're driving uh, down a side road that's actually very near to the Jackdaws Sphinx, the, the club that you uh, had your altercation at last night. And uh, I'm going to uh, let the you know scene. <clears throat> yes, okay. So I've... Uh, um... Yeah, I've told everyone we're going on a little little mission. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, boys, um, when uh, one steals from you in your own city, uh, one must retaliate uh, swiftly and uh, with great force. Now, the first step, however, is to uh, offer your person who betrayed you the opportunity to subjugate themselves before you in a humiliating and costly manner. Now, it's not so important that they accept this offer, uh, so much as it has been seen that the offer was given. Now, the point of this here mission is to deliver just such a message with the terms of the subjugation. In this particular occasion, it's important that there is no evidence left behind of who it is is offering this message. So, my first question is, Metric? Yeah? Um, does the bleeper work between different dimensions? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think I've ever tried. Hmm. Well, I don't suppose any of us has the uh, ability to create an alternate dimension to test it out. Well, um, we try something <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, would it be possible to delete a bleep? Uh, once it had been sent, in, and in such a way that no one could take a screenshot of it uh, later, like a temporary oh, well, sort the, of message. The, the, the Bleeper app is entirely built around security, so of course it, they, all messages are deleted after about 28 hours. You know what you definitely could never do, though? Edit a bleep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. That would, that would require a complete software rewrite. Well, I'm going to go ahead and suggest, if you don't mind, Metric, that uh, perhaps we uh, relay our message via bleep. All right, I can, can work with that. Don't, don't they have to have one of those things? Well, we're going to give them one. Um, uh, oh, all right. So, so you're driving, you, you know, you're, you're driving toward the Jackdaw Sphinx, and uh, Everyone, everyone just kind of roll uh, wits to see like what you're noticing if as you're, as you're heading toward the building. Um, I guess I turn on my my vision as well. Okay. I got a one. I also got a one. Okay. <laughs> I got a three. Um, okay. You've fallen into a gray area in my outcome chart. 
Um, so what what you what 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 you notice uh, metric as you're driving in um, your your attention is is mainly on the building that you're heading towards, um, but it's not in your range yet. But something kind of catches your eye, and it's the fact that there's like a guy standing on one of the street corners, um, just kind of idly smoking a cigarette. But the reason he catches your attention is, is that he's like flaring brightly in your in your vision, um, as if he were full of electronics. Interesting. Looks like there's a android or something on the corner there, looking all conspicuous like with the and cigarette. Now that you've noticed it, you actually notice like at the next street corner that you pass, there's a guy who's just like repeatedly shuffling cards, and he is also rife with electronics. And on the next corner. Same thing. You're telling me that, guy. that card shuffling guy right there is a robot. I, well, either a robot or he's covered in wires that are carrying current well, for some reason. Well, boys, I think we've just learned ourselves another valuable piece of information. It seems to me that us knowing amongst them therein lies a tinker, and us also knowing that therein in this world of ours, this sort of technology don't exist that uh, perhaps this tinker is skilled in the art of making little human robot dudes. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, forgeries, yes. if you will. There is something vaguely dystopian about it all. Um, Sometimes you just confuse me with your word. <laughs> well, that's... Okay, you just don't have the the worldly wisdom that I've accumulated over my many years, but there are many benefits to... Youth, youthful ignorance as well. Um, hey, thanks. So, so, <laughs> so, so your car, you know, the, the, these uh, these androids haven't really actually reacted. Um, but as your car approaches, you know, you, you successfully drive up to the front of the club, and um, I guess you, I guess you're now stopped in front of the club. All right. Um, I'm gonna put the bleeper in a. Um, envelope um, and write on it uh, to poke. Okay. Um, um, yeah. All right. So so after you've got out of the car. I haven't gotten out of the car yet. Okay. Should I record? I <laughs> <should>, gotcha. <laughs> should, should I? Um, should should is, did Snake Eyes give us a message, or are we supposed to leave the message, or it doesn't matter? Um, I think that previously um, you you discussed what the message should be, so so you you could enter it now if you wanted, or, okay. or you could send it later. It's up to you. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and just send it so that it's there, so that if they look at it, they're not just like, what the hell is this? They can just read the message. Yeah, and, and then they it's intuitive enough, uh, as Metric designed it to yeah. be, that they, that they a, could then respond easily. It's yeah. a very intuitive user interface, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then what? Well, what I recommend, uh, seeing as we don't know exactly uh, the strength of their operation, would be to uh, use the opportunity to divide and conquer, if you will. Um, request that Poke meet us here, out here in the middle of the desert. Um, I kind of pulled the car over, probably like an hour outside of the city, um, like, maybe like 80 miles or something into the desert. Okay. Um, 
and I, and I stop the car and, and, and get out. Uh, I reckon here would be a pretty good spot. There's, um, there's like a, there's, it's kind of like a rocky area. So there's like rocks and stuff that people could conceivably hide behind. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I'd say we, uh, we, we tell Poke in this message that he's to come alone to this location with our, the stolen merchandise and say $500,000 of apology money. Um, uh, and we will, uh, be waiting here with, uh, his associate Grail, who we will indicate will not be permanently harmed, uh, if he capitulates to our request. Okay. So Snake Eyes has, like, opened the door, but is just kind of, like, sitting sideways on the seat and, and, and thinking this through, um, and says, yes, I, I don't think Poke will be the one to show up, but... By divide and conquer, I suppose you mean whoever does show up here, we won't have to deal with back at their headquarters. Well, that's exactly right. Hmm. Uh, and uh, since we know that they will be retrieving Grail, we happen to know that Grail has a personal relationship with at least one of the members of the Loose Cannons that I don't think will be forgotten. Uh, we can um, prepare a little gift Uh in advance um, of uh, 30 or so pounds of C4 explosives in the... <laughs> ah, Tex, I'm enjoying this little session. Ah. Yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get out of the car now then. Okay, um, so, so as you're approaching the door, um, the, the door opens and... Three costumed figures step out of the door, um, not not running, um, but not uh, not exactly relaxed either. And all three of them are identical. Um, they're all wearing like a faux robotic motif with like gears and springs kind of on the costume. Um, the only thing that's not identical is that they're each carrying very different looking weapons. Um, and the middle one of them shouts at you, where is she? <clears throat> well, don't you worry about it there, Benghazi. Um, your beloved is in safe hands, and this here in this envelope is the terms of how you can get her back. Uh, as nearly as in the future as tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. I toss him the envelope. And uh, the, um, the one, whichever one you toss it to catches it, and, and uh, the middle one again goes... You sons of bitches, if you hurt one hair on her head, I will kill you, I swear to God. Well, I do appreciate and understand the uh, your conviction, sir. But as long as Poke uh, uh, abides by the agreement of the city, then no harm will befall her. And trust me, sir, there, no part of me wants to see any harm befall her as well. Now, I do hope to be seeing you again in the near future, but perhaps not after that in the future, because we would like you to get out of town. <laughs> anyway, it's all in the note, and uh, good day to you, sir. Uh, farewell. Okay. He, like, you can't see his face, but he's obviously really angry, but also understands the situation well enough to not attack you, because that wouldn't serve him at all. Do I, do um, I get any more... Any info from looking at these guys with my 
with my eyes. Yes. Uh, what you notice is that the one on the far left is organic, and the one who was speaking and the one on the right are both androids. Ah. All right. I don't think there's any way of me saying this without revealing to him that I also know, so I'll just okay. hold on to that for a second. Yeah, not like you're going to be fighting, so it doesn't particularly, yeah. So he he takes the envelope and his him and his and his android stalk back inside um looking over his shoulder as he as he heads in and closes the door um and uh and that's that's all that happens for now um the the uh, yeah. androids at the corners uh are now looking at you as you drive away though overtly i um yeah I, yeah i get back in the car and um well some of this creepy cape shit just uh Never uh, ceases to surprise me. Well, I mean, like all things considered, especially compared to our last couple of jobs, that went pretty well. That's, that's definitely true. I believe you're right, Billy, and I appreciate that it's positive outlook from you. Hell yeah, man! So, uh, <laughs> what's the brain bros? What, what's the what are we what are we what's the what's the plan here? This is uh it's kind of cloak and daggers stuff. What's, what, where are we going? What's, what's, well, what's contained going within said message is an uh, an offer to um, to poke for a way out for him and his uh, compatriots. Um, now, our next step is to uh, just account for uh, Plan B in the likely event that he doesn't do exactly what we say. Our 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 next uh, stop will be. At the, uh, will be at the abode of, uh, notorious Las Vegas Cape, Eyes and Ears, who perhaps you're familiar with? Nope. Is he, hmm. is he the one that, like, put the stuff on us that made us, that was, like, watching us all the time? Or is that the different Well, that's, that's a she, Young Metric, and ah. I believe that exposes something about your, uh, preconceived gender prejudices oh my God. Uh, you would assume that is <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but uh she is indeed the cape who uh can place little capey like recording devices upon you and uh in some way or another hear and see what you say in a in a very intrusive 1984-esque spine but you have to admit that would be really useful if we had that ability well, it certainly would, and in fact, Metric, in a sense, we do have that ability, because although Eyes and Ears does technically work for the Protectorate, she has very expensive tastes and can be persuaded to look the other way or, in some cases, see things that she might not have actually seen. Interesting. Tell me more. Well, I've pretty much told you the whole load of it there, Metric, so <laughs> if you'll just go to this uh, <laughs> this address here, we can... Uh, Buy her some nice gifts so that she can look in the direction that we choose. All right. Okay. So you you, you drive to the address, and um, what is the address like, by the way? So it it, it takes you a while to get there because uh, it's it's a it's a really nice neighborhood. Uh, it's a pretty nice house in the wealthier part of town, and the 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 house is actually behind like a, a gate, you know, with a with a panel to buzz through at at the front. Um, okay. Yeah. I, um, buzz. 
So I, before okay. before anything happens here, I just want to point out that we're yes, yes. we're going to the known surveillance cape's house to do Correct. business. Yes. All right. Let's continue. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, after after a fairly short wait, you hear a hello. Who's there? Uh, well, howdy there, Miss Azaneers. It's uh, it's your good friend Rusty. Um, she she laughs and says, "Oh, Rusty, oh, oh please come in. I, I don't get a lot of visitors. Uh, the front door's unlocked." Thank you, ma'am. We'll be in shortly. We enter. Okay. I don't, I don't see how we're going to squeak out of this one, X. Well, what you might be wondering is uh, if our rivals, a base of operations, were suddenly to go ablaze, that the suspicion might fall upon. Our noble selves. Precisely. But what we need in this situation is just something of a scapegoat. And mm. we've got a troublesome uh, couple of uh, mysterious robotic and uh, snazzily dressed enemies that we also have a problem with as well. And we know that they've been working with the loose cannons, so it wouldn't be out of the question if... They were to become disgruntled and retaliate in some fiery manner. Yes, yes, but how do we, how do we manage this? Well, the first bit of the plan would be to pay eyes and ears to tell the story that we want to tell. She saw through someone's eyes uh, a robot attacking the loose cannons nightclub. Uh. Second of all, we have a useful new friend who's capable of overriding the minds of a potential eyewitness to this destruction. Hmm. Yes, yes we do. That is, a, that is an angle that I had not considered, and indeed, now that you mention it, quite a useful asset to have in our pocket. Well, I tend to agree with you, sir. Um, and on the off chance that the giant robot does show up in some form since he may or may not be working with with our adversary Poke, all we have to do is be prepared to take a few photographs of him with the fiery destruction in the background in such a way that it doesn't implicate any of our selves, or noble selves here. So Snake Eyes is, is smiling at this point. Um, says, I don't know, Tex, this is, uh, this is quite extreme, isn't it? I uh, act like a little bit surprised and um, say, "Oh, is it, sir? I'm sorry." Well, no, I I'm not obviously uh, averse to violence. I I'm merely surprised uh, to hear this coming out of your mouth. But by all means, continue. This so far seems like it it should work. Um, and as she said, the front door is indeed unlocked. And what uh, sights await us? Uh, it's just like a, a nice, well manicured, large kind of lawn with a with a driveway um, inside the house. Uh, I suppose you go in. Yes. Um, all all the blinds and the curtains are drawn, and it's very dark in the house. And nobody greets you at the door, but you hear kind of some some like domestic noises um, from from back toward like where, where you surmise the kitchen must be. Um, Okay. So you head back there. Okay. Yep. Um, I 
politely knock and well, I remove my hat upon entering the home because that's okay. the polite thing to do in in a person's dwelling. Um, so, you, okay, yep, and uh, and then go and knock on the side of the kitchen door. Okay, so so you see, eyes and ears looks up at you and and kind of gives a small smile. She's she's in the kitchen cutting some carrots with a chef's knife on a cutting board. Uh, she's kind of middle-aged, like extremely thin and, and extremely pale with very pale blonde hair, and she's wearing a bathrobe and uh, and no no mask at all, um, just looking for all the world like just a woman who's starting to cook cook some uh, cook some dinner. Um, <clears throat> welcome, welcome. Oh, this is exciting. Well, well, ma'am, it, it sure is good to see you again. And uh, if I do may say so myself, it smells like you're cook, cooking up a delicious... Uh, and nutritious meal. Oh yes, just making some stew. Um, oh, oh, uh, who are your friends? Who are your friends, Rusty? Oh well, pardon my manners, eyes and ears. Uh, this here, these are my uh, newest associates, uh, and young and uh, full of of hopes and ambitions. Uh, uh, brain fog here to my left. Uh, say hi to eyes and ears, brain fog. So, and to my right here is young metric. I, I nod. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's so nice to see people. <laughs> I I don't get out much. <laughs> in fact, I don't. I I think I've been uh, in this house for um, oh, fifteen years now, and, and haven't really left. Uh, but n- not that I have any really any any need to, right? I I can see anything I need to see, and she she laughs a, a little bit manically. Um, <laughs> so. So, you know, all, all I really have are my creature comforts. And she kind of waves the knife around at, at the room. Um, and, you know, I'm sure as Rusty's told you, the protectorate pays me, but <laughs> not enough. <laughs> no, no, they don't appreciate you, eyes and ears. Not the way that we do. Um, <clears throat> well, which brings me to my the point of my social call here, eyes and ears, which uh, besides the pleasure of seeing your lovely face, of course, uh is to ask you to uh, have a look and a listen at something for us. And perhaps uh, not a look and a listen at something else. Ah, yes. Well, this kind of thing, uh, I'm, I'm used to it, but uh, you, you're going to um, gonna have to convince me, guys. You, you know how much trouble I can get in if I, you know, look the other way and, you know, the boss calls me, tells me to look at the thing. I have to lie. I can get, you know, it, it, gets, it gets testy. So what, what exactly are we talking about here? Well, uh, and this uh, may or may not happen now, uh, you, you understand. Um, but uh, say a certain sort of uh, domestic disaster were to befall uh, some structure or another in Vegas tomorrow morning. Um, now, uh, there's been some troublemakers in town. I don't know if you've seen them on the news, this uh, giant... A robot sort of man and his armored sidekick um, have been uh, pushing over cars and whatnot. It's all very violent, very dangerous, and I'm sure the protectorate is is looking for him as we speak. Yes, yes, I've been trying to trying to keep an eye on them. They are remarkably slippery. Yeah, they are. They are. Now, uh, what what's going to happen tomorrow? Um, well, what we'd like you to do is just tell the protectorate that um, it was these two that was responsible. And in fact, as a 
added benefit that might just work out for all of us, I suspect there's a good chance that they'll actually show up at the scene. Uh, and, and given the protectorate a good chance to, well, uh, put them down. All right, I like this. So this doesn't seem very high risk. Um, but, you know, for something like this, important enough that you boys came in person, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna cost you. So I think this is where you roll social and see uh, how how successful you are and, and what it's gonna cost. Uh, six. She kind of goes back to can cutting I, carrots and goes. Can I? Um, go does, does she? Um, do I know that she like likes to play board games or some indoor activity particularly? Uh, yes, she she loves board games because um, it's it's kind of the only thing she can do since she's always indoors. Excellent. So, so as part of my six, the the my move is um, uh, and now uh, eyes and ears. I remember you had a fine set of dominoes, and maybe you'd like to, uh, you'd be kind enough to, um, to entertain us with a few games. That sounds wonderful, Rusty. I've always liked you. You remind me of my sons. I was gonna ask you for five thousand, but I'll knock off one thousand. Just, just you know, it's uh. I just, I just, I just love you. Um, well, I, I, thank, I, thank you. And I need very, a new sink, so. Thank you very much, ma'am. I hope you get a, a fine sink. And, uh, of course, we'll, uh, you know, you, you don't have to give me a discount on this particular occasion. We'll give you the full 5000 so you can get the nicest sink that you want. Oh, you are such a delight. Um, she, uh, she pulls out her, her domino set. So, so, I, we, we walked into the... Eyes and ears. Why? What is going on here? Why aren't you terrified of us? Oh, I'm not afraid of you. You see, I know things. I know a lot of things. If something happens to me and I don't check in regularly with certain people, then certain letters get put in the mail. There are a lot of parties who have a vested interest in those letters never being sent. So I have a very large number of very dangerous, very powerful people who are very concerned with keeping me alive and and healthy. Um, perhaps I thought that you would feel threatened because you came in person. No, <laughs> I'm not the one who's in danger here, boys. Well, I don't know who would ever want to hurt you, eyes and ears. Anyway, shall we uh, partake in, a, in this game of dominoes? So you you all you all sit down around the dinner table um, to play to play a game of dominoes with eyes and ears. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna actually do that. That's Uh, fine. Roll roll for dominoes. Okay. Smash cut. Yeah. After. uh, Unless someone's really concerned about who won, (laughs) I think I think eyes and ears probably won. Yeah. I I, well on purpose I don't play a domino that I could have. Okay, and also she can see all of your you know all of your hands. Well, not that that really matters in dominoes. (laughs) um, Correct. Okay, so I, I don't do that. It's becoming um, a running theme that I don't understand how to play any games, though. So. <laughs> that is very obvious. That yeah. is true. Um, well, we, we, we finish our, our game and, um, uh, yep, and, and tip, our, tip our hats. And okay. Our, so, our hats are already off because we're indoors. So, that would be rude. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then make our way out. As the other guys like walk off i kind of hang back a little bit and i go to eyes and ears and i was like so like you could find anyone that's in the city for me if like i needed Hmm. it well for the right fee if you gave me a picture of their face 
Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Cool. We'll talk <laughs> later. Nice. So it's it's these these errands. You've you've been doing a lot of driving and a lot of a lot of talking. So it's it's getting later in the day. Um, we um, want to um, stop by the uh, eight ball and just pay a visit to um, Fixer. Okay. Okay. Just to check uh, for yeah. bugs since we were Good just move. at Eyes house. Okay. Um, all right. So you uh, you just go ahead and go right back to her office, and she's she's cranking on some some piece of hardware that looks rather jagged and, and full of pipes um and and uh, uh, what what's up boys what's up well fixer we're here for our increasingly frequent checkup all right um so just to to, to make this relatively quick uh, why don't you all just roll uh guts three four five uh four all three of you um you experience the same pain as before except it it lasts for like a couple seconds longer and where the electrodes are attached to your body um it, the skin actually begins to hurt like very intensely and when they're pulled off it's clear that you have like a like a second degree burn um on on a, a couple or, or two or three of the um contact points so you've each actually taken a lesser wound uh from this uh cleaning okay um i uh Great. I, was, I, I wince and be like Fixer, you really need to clean up this technology a little bit. Well, you know these these powers—they're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're pretty sunk in there sometimes. You should be glad you have me, champ. Well, I sure am, Fixer. Uh, so were we bugged? Oh, certainly. Yeah, you had a uh, eyes and ears stink all over you. She was, <laughs> she was watching this whole conversation. Yep. Well, that's what I suspected. <laughs> um, well, anyway, we do have one more errand to attend, gentlemen. Now that evening has fallen. So Vector hangs out at a particular nightclub. I'm to understand. Yeah, there's, there's. You happen to know, like you've you've worked with him a few times. You know that he likes to hang out at this one nightclub and waste money there. Um, and he, you know, he he kind of considers himself to be like a big deal. So he'll he'll be there in costume, um, kind of holding <laughs> holding court, you know, and just just like basically wanting everyone to think that he's awesome um and and of course like spending money rather freely so that they pretend to think he is um and uh, if if he's gonna if if you're gonna find him he's gonna be there um okay we're not gonna kidnap another person are we no 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 (laughs) uh this is going to be a business deal well perhaps a uh there's a uh a third enemy that we haven't factored into the equation yet, and that's the fact that um, old Vector, uh, sort of for-hire uh, mercenary type that we've used in the past, has now decided to accept a job against us. Mm-hmm. And, well, we don't really acknowledge that type of neutrality in, in, in this city. Yes, yes, it might, it might do to make an example of him. Perhaps we could hire him uh, as a part of this a uh, desert operation for protection in a normal sort of way that we might do. Uh, and then uh, he could get caught, and if he were to get caught in any sort of explosion or or even blamed for the attack uh, in the future, well, that seems it just benefit us. Yes, yeah, that, this does tie everything up quite nicely, doesn't it? Um, I actually go 
to the back door of the nightclub and um, talk to the bouncer. And because we don't want to, we don't want it to be seen that a bunch of capes are going in here meeting with them. Um, okay. So, so I, I tell the bouncer, and I suspect that something like this has happened before, so that a bunch of everyone just doesn't see a bunch of capes organizing a black deal. Um, but I, I tell the bouncer like to interested in business proposition with Vector. He he goes inside for for a short time, um, and then and then he comes back out and and he says, uh, "All right, he's going to meet you in the uh, the suite um, alone. Be uh, behave, fellas." And he tries to seem intimidating, even though you know you're three capes, and he's obviously intimidated of you. Right. I um, I p- politely raise my eyebrows as if to say, "Oh, I'm very intimidated." Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I salute the guy. Um, so yeah, you, you you go in and there's like the, there's like the the private suites in the back and and uh, he kind of just like points at one of the doors um, and that's where that's where you're gonna find Vector. Okay. Yep. We go in there without being noticed by oh, do people I, in the general. Do I see anything around here? Uh, I mean, it just seems like a normal a normal nightclub. Um, right. I think I think uh, so with your with your eyes, you mean? Yeah. I think the only thing you notice is that like um, Vector is, is like sitting before you go in the room, you can see through the door and you see that the man in the room, he's he's like kind of super casually sitting um, behind kind of like a, a table, but there's like a, a distortion under the table, like surrounding his hands. And that's all you really notice. Should I, Michael, should I go like gas for him for this? Um just in case. Actually, yeah. Let's, I'm invisible. Let's say that you you are gas formed this this time. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, it's just me and metric. <clears throat> all right. Uh, ah, gents, <laughs> Tex, how have you been? No hard feelings from last night, I hope. <laughs> I'm not acquainted with this one. Uh, uh, hey, Sally, get mm. these guys some cristal. <clears throat> uh, whiskey and, neat and for me, please. PBR. Um. <laughs> uh well vector i know it's it's business and all no hard feelings on our end of course i hope that arm's healing up and dog didn't do you too bad there oh oh no of course of course you know it's all it's all just business brother it's all just business well well ain't that the truth well this here is uh my uh new associate metric uh you probably ran across each other the other night did. Oh, oh yeah 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 um, but, um, here not on a social call, but on a business call, uh, as we are both men of business. I, I, um, I'm not sure what exactly you, uh, you could have to transact with me. You know, I'm under contract. Uh, you know how it is, oh, Tex. are you under contract? Well, I wasn't aware of that. In fact, I was hoping I could get your attention for a job tomorrow. But, well, uh, I was gonna uh, offer a pretty good fee, but if you're otherwise occupied... Tomorrow, hmm. I'm sorry, this isn't a matter of how much you're offering. In, in this line of work, a man's only as good as his reputation. Well, um, I do understand. And, uh, and well, I'll be awfully disappointed not to see you tomorrow, but I reckon we can uh, handle whatever it is that needs to be handled. All right, well, why don't you, you run, do you want to roll a, a social roll? See, see if you can make any headway with him? Um, no, because I've, okay. I've gotten kind of the some valuable information anyway 
Okay. Um, and if he's he's under contract, then I I don't want to hire him for this job. Um, um, so we'll okay. just. Uh, he he actually seems a little bit surprised at how how easily you you kind of back off. Um, and he's just like uh, he he, he I, actually like sh- shifts a little bit. Um, I, I I notice that and 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 tip my hat and like leave so as to like see if he stops me well uh till next time vector enjoy your night and your new uh steady job oh uh, all right guys uh, yeah all right uh, yeah uh, please enjoy yourselves in the club uh, another round of drinks on me uh uh sarah no uh, no 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 that won't be necessary if we can't uh can't have the uh the 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 pleasure of your uh, employment. Well, then I'm afraid we we might need to be looking elsewhere. So, um, all, all right. Well, <laughs> see ya. See you on the front lines. See you on the front lines, guys. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll be seeing you. Yeah, he he just he 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 lets you go. Um, I think. Um, are you? I guess this is a leading question, but are, are you keeping an eye on him as you leave? <laughs> I was not. Um, Bill, Billy, well, okay. Billy is, but yeah. not with any special powers. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, Billy, I think, uh, I think, um, like the. I'm just hanging back. I don't yeah, leave right away. He, he, he kind of he like stands up, and you see that his his hands were like surrounded by like the the extremely bright violet light that he was like hiding, um, kind of under the table and kind of between his legs, so the light wouldn't leak out. And, um, his, uh, he looks a little bit nervous now that no one's here and he, he lets the light die down and then he, he pulls a, a phone out of his pocket and, and he calls, um, he calls someone. And I guess if you're, if you're hanging around, he says, uh, yeah, yeah, it's me. Uh, some of those high rollers guys just came by here trying to hire me for something. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, well, they, they wouldn't tell me. I mean, they, they clammed up as soon as I gave them the slightest bit of resistance okay yeah all right i'll come by ah shit he, he hangs up and um and then he 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 kind of like swiftly walk walks out of the room through the cloud of gas <laughs> <laughs> i follow him out and then meet up with the other okay. guys um yeah okay we're in the car i guess okay yeah i um <laughs> So I just like, I'm going to get into the car through the exhaust pipe and then just, I materialize in the backseat between my, my guys who are presumably still there. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. I hope we rolled the windows down for them when we went inside earlier. <laughs> They'll be fine. Yeah. What's up guys? Oh, oh. hey Billy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Billy, did oh. you uh, learn anything? Yeah, he was like freaking out. He was ready to use his power on you, man. Hmm. And then, as soon as we left, he called someone. Oh, he told him what you talked about. Well, we didn't talk about much, but that is a useful bit of information. We now know that Vector is, uh, for all intents and purposes, no longer a mercenary, but a member of the Loose Cannons. Did Did we know that already? Well, in fact, we did not know that. We've hired Vector for a number of jobs before. Um, however, if he is working for the the loose cannons there, and uh, Poke wants to get more information, I 
half expect we might get another phone call here with him suddenly changing his mind after thinking it over. Well, should we follow him? <clears throat> well, I suspect he's going back to the uh, Jackdaw's Sphinx, but perhaps you could send your cylinder uh, to uh, keep an eye on him. I guess I could try. I don't know if he's fast enough yet. App, can you can you keep an eye on someone for me? Uh, yes, sir. It would be my pleasure. I've been aching to stretch my legs and do some work on my own, if you don't mind me saying. Of course, as long as it's and... not, you know... Something crazy. Oh, nothing that you wouldn't approve of, sir, of course. <laughs> and his laugh is like robotic and weird. Um, and you see like a flare of light outside the window as like his uh, invisibility sort of breaks as he activates his like um, speed power and, and flies off. All right. Got that handled. Huh. Do you, uh, does that thing sort of have a mind of its own or? Oh, yeah, as, as much as anything does. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, perhaps we should just return uh, to the eight ball, and um, or I can drop, or uh, well, if you could just drop me off back at the eight ball, uh, metrics, seeing as you're the one that's driving, I've got a few other things to tie up uh, this evening. No sense, uh, you you all getting getting uh, worked up about or anything, uh, but uh, what y'all should uh, make sure you do is get a good night's sleep and show up at the eight ball at uh, four a.m. sharp. That's that's really fucking early. Well, it it is early, um, but I think I'll just. Stay awake, but all right. See, uh, see you there, Rusty. Um, me- metric, I've uh, got a little job for you tonight. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully right. you weren't intending on sleeping or anything. Um, well, but no. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna need to go over to the old Jackdaw Sphinx. Um, all right. And what are, what are we doing at the Sphinx? Well, we're going to do a little bit of surveillance. Oh, all right. Should we uh, take Billy with us? <laughs> uh, well, maybe Billy can get himself a, a a good night's sleep before tomorrow, where we'll be needing his powers in particular. Am I being excluded? <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy. Uh, in fact, I suppose if you want, you can join us on this. No, fuck y'all. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Me and my boys get out of the car. All right. All right. Well, Magic. Well, <laughs> guess it's just you and me now. Uh, uh, all right. Let's, let's do this. I, we we drive to the Jackdaw Sphinx, and now it, it's kind of very awkwardly silent because there's not a third Billy in the car, and. I'm assuming Metric isn't very good at small talk. He's just, and you know, he's completely silent the entire time. Yeah, and neither is Rusty. <laughs> so I just kind of like look around and like make sign noises. And I'm like, so, uh, you, uh, make that costume yourself or? Yes. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure glad I missed out on this riveting conversation. <laughs> While Rusty and Chad are, are driving, um, uh, 
what are you what are you up to with your friends, Billy? Hey, hey, Eric. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, brain fog. <laughs> Shut up, oh. man. Listen. <laughs> Sorry. This this job tomorrow is big. It's the biggest thing we've done so far. Yeah. But, but you know we got some other stuff going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember something about. Yeah. Sh- just shut okay. up. Just shut up. So, you're gonna head back home, and I need you to get back home a yearbook from the school. Okay. Okay, Billy. Tomorrow. Yeah. Just. But yeah, the, the just, job, Billy. Just do the it. Job. Don't worry about the job. We'll take care of it. Just shut the fuck up. Get to your book. And get back here as soon as possible. Okay, man. For for what? For for our year? It's yeah. Oh, what? I, yeah. I, okay. Okay, Billy. All right. Jesus. Just go. Okay. Um. Well, not right oh, now, but tomorrow. Okay. Uh. Okay. Okay. Um. And and he seems to register the importance of this uh, th- through all the layers of, of uh, confusion that are constantly oppressing <laughs> his mind. What are you talking about? He's yeah. fine. He's totally fine. Um, anyway, we get... So, yeah. Yes. So, so as you, as you kind of, as you approach... Um, we're, and we're not going to park yeah. near it because we know about the robots. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, yeah, go ahead. But, but I think... Um, um, Metric, you, you, you basically always have an awareness of kind of where where app is. And you you actually kind of realize you can see the building even though you're not very close, and you realize that app is like orbiting around the upper stories of the building and sort of like poking at them and, and like tugging on, on window frames. Um <laughs> All right. how, how do you respond to this? Uh I have I think I have a remote call to app probably right is that yeah 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 you, you can always patch hey, in yeah hey, uh, hey app what you what you doing up there oh sir i took it upon myself to try to break into the building well that, uh, the target went inside and i just decided that i needed to go inside to follow well, that's, him that's and... very very enterprising of you app but uh maybe well actually you know did, did you did you find any way in actually no, sir. It seems that they have tightened up their security since last uh, night, unsurprisingly. All right. Well, well, you don't you don't need to do that. You can go ahead and back off. Just, just hang out. The the third floor is still uh weird, did, sir. Did you go in the third uh, floor? No, I merely I merely attempted to rip the windows open. Um, but I was able to determine using my optical scopes that the room beyond is a void, as it was yesterday. Huh. All right. Well, good. Good to know that it's still weird. Just don't break anything or be seen. And are you sure? I think that I could break my way um, inside. Probably not without support of the team. I think. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with that. Sir, I am very competent. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure that I cannot? As I said, sir, I have been aching to exercise my independence uh, for hold, some hold time. On, hold on one second, uh, uh, Rusty. My uh, my my droid here is uh, thinks thinks he might be able to break in. Should well, we don't want that to happen. That's, uh, that's, you know, that's I what I probably thought. You should you should call him on back now. Uh, app app. All right, 
let's uh let's call that call that call that off just uh go ahead and <laughs> back up a little bit yeah like that just just very back. well sir thank thank if you insist thank, thank you app and that and and you you kind of sense him like approaching the car and despite the fact that he's a featureless gray cylinder he's like sulking obviously uh, well thank you very much app for your service to our country <laughs> you're um, welcome uh i we go into a is there like a 24-hour steak and shake or anything on the street yeah there's a there's a there's there's a 24-hour steak and shake uh caddy corner <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> convenient <laughs> Uh, steak and shake. I love steak and shake. Well, metric, shall we get ourselves a uh, uh, some cheese fries and uh, perhaps a sweet milkshake I, I, of some I guess sort? So. How long are we gonna? How long are we gonna expect this to go on? Oh, uh, eight or ten hours well, or so. So, you, so you know how like you know how like when you when your dog dies, it feels like a singular light of happiness and joy is blinked out of the world, and you gotta you just gotta keep moving. You gotta keep living because your your dog that that fluffy little ball of sinless purity wouldn't want you to lose faith in the fundamental potential of man to do good so you're you're all inspired to like go out and do something for spike because because that's what spike would want you to do but then you realize there's like 32 million dogs in the world and that that's probably like an equilibrium population of dogs so like it probably turns over every 12 years or so but then if you divide that out that means that means there's somebody's little bundle of perfect happiness barks off its coils about once every 10 seconds but you but you can't actually comprehend this level of devastation because you have have that broken monkey brain that's fundamentally incapable of appreciating the scope of canine suffering in the world. Well, I reckon I know exactly what you're talking about, Metric. Uh, <laughs> that whole last part kind of zoned out a little well, bit, if uh, I'm honest. But uh, perhaps you'd just, like to get to your point. Well, so here, behold, I I take out like a little tiny bottle of fluid. It eighteen thousand second energy. It, it turbo powers your motivational drives by unlocking the full scope of dog mortality to your mind. Also, it has a gram of caffeine. <laughs> well, that sounds very useful there. Uh, metric? Um, <clears throat> I, I, I give him one. I think uh, I'll hold on to this and uh, just order myself a coffee for now. I, I, I drink one. <laughs> Um, so it's about this time that you notice that Billy and Eric and Justin are just sitting in the booth <laughs> next to you, in a, in a booth one over. It's like, oh, hey, guys. Billy, Justin, Eric, <laughs> fancy meeting you here. Hey, 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 hey Billy. <laughs> we, we, we were hungry. Oh, well. What's what, what the spaz over there? <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, metric here's uh I think I just want uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Well, Spike. uh I'm not sure really what metric's deal is. Um but perhaps you'd uh, like to join us at our corner booth over here. Oh, now you want me? <laughs> just kidding, I'm coming. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the plan. Sort of. Um Somewhere around about uh, 3 or 4 a.m., um, someone, most like, is going to be leaving the uh, Jack Doss Finks nightclub's parking lot over there. Now there's a few different possibilities of who might be in that car.
And that car is going to have to drive right by this diner on its way to the destination that I predict it's going to drive to. Your job metric is to peer into the car with a beautiful magical vision can, of yours. Definitely do that. And uh, send me a bleep containing uh, the uh, identity or description so far as you can muster of the occupants of that vehicle. I start like looking around immediately. Um, as well as, of course, uh, if any other notable figures were to enter our leave, exit the Jackdaw Sphinx, uh, we would very much appreciate being informed of any such developments. Roger. <clears throat> well, I uh, down my coffee, because I've still got some things to do tonight. Um, I'll leave you gentlemen to it. Uh, Billy, don't stay out too late. Um, and uh, I'll see you all in the early morn. So you don't you don't need us to do anything? Well, Billy, your job is going to uh, is going to come tomorrow morning, and I must say it's probably the most important job out of all of them. But it's also important that we don't uh, discuss it until tomorrow. Oh, okay. He's like looking a little a little proud right now. <laughs> You're getting a bit greedy, though, aren't you, Tex? Expecting to get away with arson and murder on the same day. Well, um. <clears throat> I su- suppose uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in Vegas, you've got to uh, risk big to win big. <laughs> yes, I I just it does surprise me indiscriminately wiping out a number of people, in, including uh, Young Grail. That's I didn't know you had it in you, Tex. Well, I ain't gonna be taking any sort of pleasure from the operation, but. Uh, as you know, we can't simply let this sort of behavior slide, or there'll be all sorts of uprisings occurring in the city between all the gangs, and, well, if we were to let young Grail survive, for instance, after, uh, killing her beloved, I don't think she'd be one to let it go. Mm. Yes, well, I agree. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. It's more a matter of, uh, getting away with it, and... Frankly, the hearing it come out of your mouth is, is a bit surprising, but let's, uh, yes, I, I think, I think this is, I think this can work. And this is Las Vegas. The odds of success are lower than anywhere else in the world. You know how it is. We have to have someone on hand just to scrape off the probes and residues of powers so there aren't eyes watching our every movement every second. Um, Tex, you'll need to take me back to to the base. I, I, I will need to think on this quite hard and perhaps patch up any holes in the plan, but I think we should execute this as quickly as possible, frankly. Yes, sir, Mr. Snake Eyes. Uh, you're the brains of the operation, and of course, uh, you you, sh- you need to be the one to... I'm sure whatever you do will be the best solution. I'm just a silly old, silly old cape who, who doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he, like, smiles fully, kind of understanding the subtext of what's happening between you. And he says, yes, yes, your, your insight into Pitboss's mind has been very valuable. Uh, now, now let's, let's get out of here so that, I can, uh, so that I can make this plan my own, if you take my meaning. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I believe I do, sir. And uh, drive back to the city. Good night, uh, gentlemen. I raise my coffee. Um, gentlemen, a toast to fire and fury. Fire, 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 fire and fury. Fire, fire and fury. Fire and fury. Fire and fury.